Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to get your hockey fix. This is Brave the Wild with your host, Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota Wild Hockey, here on thesportstuff.com. Logan Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back once again. I do apologize for the two or three week hiatus, I suppose now. Uh, since the last show, my schedule's gotten a little busy. It's got It changed temporarily. It's still changed, but... Yeah, it's just, uh, it was kind of a tough adjustment, and uh, it'll go back to normal soon, but glad to hop on board tonight, ready to rock and roll. Going to talk about, uh, well, multiple two-game stretches, and of course the All-Star break as well was also another reason that I was kind of away. I figured, eh, you know, people probably aren't really going to be listening when they're, it's the All-Star break. Everybody's probably stepping away from hockey for, for a little while, unless you do watch All-Star games, which I don't for the most part. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a silly, like, firing squad when it comes to NHL All-Star Game, in my opinion. Skills competitions are kind of cool, but then again, that's all, uh, everyone's opinion, I suppose, a mixed, mixed opinion on that one. But like I said, two game stretches that were all quite different (laughs) in a lot of ways since the Minnesota Wilds' uh, second victory with Devin Dubnik in net way back on January the 17th. They defeated the Arizona Coyotes, Dubnik's former team, just a couple days after acquiring him. Kind of cool there. <laughs> yeah, that 3-1 to one game, we remember that was the last where we left off. So then, it's like, great. Nice little two-game win streak. You beat the worst team in the league, 7-0. And you beat a team in Arizona who's not been doing very well after getting, you know, earlier in the week, getting crushed by Nashville and, and Chicago and Pittsburgh. Just getting destroyed in Pittsburgh, 7-2. to So we head home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Todd Richards in tow. And we lose 3-1. to one. Um, Devin Dubnik, outstanding in the game, but the Wild offered no punch. The defense was not good. The offense wasn't good. It was just the same tired energy. It reeked of Mikey was probably going to get fired at some point. Maybe the end of the season. Maybe the end of February or mid-February. Whatever was going to happen up and coming. It really looked like Mikey was probably going to get fired when they went down 4-1 to one against Detroit. 
But then Zach Parisi led an un- unbelievable comeback. Took the Wolves to the shootout with an amazing steal. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> forced the turnover from the goalie. Stole the puck away from the goalie. Scored, tied it up. It was like, oh my god. We actually might win in Detroit. How unbelievable is that? And this was a game also when we're talking about disappointing. See, it's like disappointing, boring, boring slash but winning, and then flat out outstanding in the last pairing of, of games. Now, these two were very disappointing in a lot of ways, even though the Wild made that wonderful comeback. Well, Devin Dubnik gave up four goals and was pulled. So, that was disappointing. It's like, okay, I guess I guess the Magic's already run out on this guy. <laughs> I guess he's uh, I guess he's the one guy that people were talking about isn't able to hold a starting job. It's all about he's only good when he's a backup. Great. That's uh, that's fantastic. I guess that's just all he is. It's another Kemper, maybe, at, at best, long term. But no, <laughs> Devin Dubnik, from here on out, now this is obviously the next several days turned into the All-Star break. So it got a little boring. We had to have no hockey for shucks like a whole week. That was kind of tough to swallow, in my humble opinion, because again, All-Star game ain't hockey. Though the skills competition, eh, it, it's okay. I mean, I was at the Minnesota Wild one way back in 2002 and 2003. Those were not bad. Um, but ultimately, you head to the old Northwest Division rivals. Remember those guys? Yeah, I remember those days. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun? Heck, I miss it. <laughs> I miss it to a point. Now they're in their new division. Edmonton Oilers. Minnesota heads to Edmonton, Alberta and Calgary, Alberta. Tuesday, the 27th of January. And this is one of the most boring games I've ever watched in the history of, like, ever. Um, we muster a 2-1 to one victory. That's good. I mean, we won in uh, regulation, so <laughs> at least we didn't have to go to a shootout against Edmonton or overtime against Edmonton. A team with an uh, immense amount of talent. You'd think this would be a high-scoring game. But no, Devin Dubnik was unbelievable throughout the night. The Minnesota Wild defense was smothering and fantastic. This is kind of like a Mike Yo type of game when you think about it. This was a sign that Mike Yo's coaching was starting to take effect again. <laughs> Thank God for him, and you know, you know, at least in, in his standard uh, on his side of things here, he's think, thinking "Thank God." But at the same time, it's also just a good sign for the possibility that the Minnesota Wild just, just maybe, just maybe might still have a glimmer of hope of carving out some type of respectable season here, and just maybe even something beyond uh, the month of April. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Gotta say, I'm gonna. I've said this a million times before, and I'll say it a million more times in the future. I love the Edmonton Oilers uniforms. They're wearing the '80s Oilers again. I love. I love it when professional teams go back to their retro look because quite often the retro look is better than the modern look anyway. Like sometimes you just there's no real reason to get rid of the old look. Just keep it. Kind of like you know the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees have done over like like decades and decades. Teams like that, the Celtics. Um, the Oilers obviously had quite a nice uh, success success rate in the 1980s, so I'm kind of glad that they're wearing those again. This team, um, the the skill why the skill of, of the young guys, well, yeah, it does represent the Edmonton Oilers in a sense, but their overall lack of ability to win games and generally poor defense, which we didn't see on this particular night, uh, is quite different than that Edmonton team. Uh, the worst team in the Western Conference. They're always in. They're always one of the top picks in the entire draft, and they're going to get it again, which is unbelievable. Like, how many prospects do they need? We could have used one if we had, say, like maybe the eighth overall pick or something if we were to kind of go down but not down enough. It would be about time the Wild got a number one overall pick. I mean, they've never come close to that. 
Um, the closest thing we've had to a number one overall pick was Alexander Dagg because we he was a former number one overall pick, now that I've said that 16 times, in uh, 1993. And eh, he had one good year, and, and then he kind of like lived up to the bust, bust that he was. Long story longer, wonderful game for the Wild in terms of that they won the game. Uh, it was one-to-one -one for the longest time, kind of scary. Quite scary indeed, but uh, the real wonderful part about this one was the unbelievable goal by Charlie Coyle. I mean, highlight, highlight play of uh, probably the best goal of the entire season in terms of just an outstanding play. Charlie Coyle with the takeaway, goes on the break, has two, two, def two defenders catching up to him, fakes, fakes right, <laughs> kind of swings or swings his stick around and wraps that puck into the net. An unbelievable play by Charlie Coyle. The defensiveness, I mean, the defensive play he made to get the puck in the first place, the explosion, and then the move as he was getting, as they were making contact with him. And the goalie looked like he was going to make a kick save and stop Charlie Coyle before he was going to get a shot off. Just something else. And Wild ended up winning the game. It's funny how it took a highlight to beat Edmonton, but hey, at least we kept them to one goal. Kind of, in a lot of ways, the opposite of what you would expect between Minnesota and Edmonton. You'd think it would be like a 4-3 to three type of game, which I was actually expecting, because Edmonton can score, but they can't stop anybody. Instead, it was the opposite. It was kind of like the old Oilers and the old, uh, the old Wild about 10-plus years ago when Jacques Lemaire was coach, and the Oilers had their quote-unquote modern uniforms, which I thought were boring as hell. <laughs> yeah, and they were kind of a defensive, gritty, boring team, and the Wild were a defensive, gritty, boring team. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, wonderful win for the Wild. A weak opponent, but hey, a win's a win. There you go. At least we got something out of it. Wild head to Calgary, Alberta, a team that it was at the time and still is holding on to the final spot in the Western Conference playoffs. The Calgary Flames have definitely had a strong season this year. Um, they're not great, but, you know, they're not like a, maybe the 2000, you know, what they were in 2008, 9-ish, 10-ish, when they were, you know, they, they were about a sixth seed or something. They looked like they could have been a, a threat in the uh, Western Conference back when they were still in our division. In fact, they made a nice series with Chicago at the time, but ultimately the Blackhawks were too much. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see the Flames finally being a, a bit competitive again and a team that had been on fire. The Calgary Flames were literally on fire over the past week or so, and Devin Dubnik just shuts him out. He pitches a shutout. <laughs> Devin Dubnik has flat out taken over, <laughs> has just taken over everything, stopping 29 shots, including an, an insane flurry from the Calgary Flames flurry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're on flurry. Uh, just, they went ape in that third period, attacking Devin Dubnik in the wild defense over and over and over and that crowd, that fan base is the best in the league, I think. I mean, I love the Sea of Red. I do. I know they were a division rival for over 10 years for the Minnesota Wild in that Northwest Division. But I love the Sea of Red, and that's my second favorite team in hockey, folks. It is. I mean, <laughs> I love the logo. I love the fan base. They're not obnoxious. They're just good. I mean, they're just a good fan base. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to hide my... I'm not going to hide my admiration for that team, even though they've never been, uh, even though they haven't really been good lately, but I still appreciate the fan base, love their uniform, colors, all that stuff, and back in the late 80s, they were a hell of a team. Yeah, and that's about all else there is to say in this one. They attacked the Wild like crazy, but they won the game. The Wild ended up winning the game with a shutout. Devin Dubnik with the, 
one great stop after another. The Wilds defense was very, very damn good along the way. Spurgeon, Suter making good plays along the way. Uh, Brodine, others. There were some scary plays along the way as well, but the Wild ultimately get the job done. The only scorer in this one, Zach Greasy, because he's the only guy that does score, right? <laughs> and Thomas Janik with a really, really awesome feed, actually, to Zach Greasy. And this that was only midway through the first period. The rest of the game, it was just uh, a whole lot of not scoring. Um, the Wild did put the pressure on Jonas Hiller, who also was outstanding. He just gave up. He just gave up that one goal to Greasy. That was the difference. That's about all there is to say. Got to keep moving. <laughs> Definitely got to keep moving. So now there's only two games left, if you can believe it, as we head into the month of February. Yes, sir. And the highlights of the <laughs> the highlights of this episode, without a doubt. Sunday, the 1st of February, the Wilds start off the new month on a very, very positive note, but they almost gave it away. <laughs> yeah, they almost gave this one away. Kind of scary there. Up 3 nothing, kicking some butt. I mean, I was really enjoying this. The Wild really putting the pressure on Vancouver, without a doubt. Gotta love that Vancouver Canucks, don't you? Eh. Yeah, Ryan Miller, um... Nothing special. And ultimately, it's not like the Wild really put the pressure on. It's just that they made some good good scoring chances and got the job done, ultimately. Only 19 shots, ultimately. Ryan Miller is one of the most... He's, he's got to be the most overrated goalie in the league. They're, I mean, they're always talking about like he's this... I mean, for the longest time, people were talking about like he was this star in, in uh, Buffalo. And boy, you'd have to give up a lot to get him. And then St. Louis got him, and he was... Well, what happened to the St. Louis Blues after they got Ryan Miller? What, so so Brian Elliott wasn't good enough? <laughs> was that the thought process in St. Louis? They had the best record in the league, and Brian Elliott has got to be the most underrated goalie in the league. And I've long been saying the Wild should have chased him down years ago, be a trade or whatever it was. Ultimately, hopefully, we found our man here. But uh, if not, <laughs> I would have chased Brian Elliott for like to, to the ends of the earth, man, to get, to get him on the Wild. <laughs> no, I mean, he's not that good. I'll, I'll chill out, but he is a damn, damn good goalie. And St. Louis made a hell of a mistake there. Ryan Miller's had a decent season, but he certainly wasn't anything special in Vancouver against the Wild uh, on Sunday the 1st here, just a couple of days back. Uh, well, four days back. Ultimately, a 4-2 victory for the Wild. Another game where Zach Breezy scored a goal. I mean, you gotta like that. Zach Breezy scoring, like, one game after another. He's gonna... And it's sad, uh, and a stretch that Zach Parisi's had, about seven goals in eight games here. By the time we get to the Chicago game, which will wrap the this this first segment up, uh, he's going to end up being an honorable mention for the <laughs> Mike Madonna Award. That's how crazy it is. That's how crazy a certain player has been, and we all know who it is. Uh, Ryan Suter was good in the game, definitely. Still playing way too much, but uh, Strong performance for the Wild. Nice goal by Granlund. Very cool to see him, actually. Actually, that's the next game. Pardon me. Um, Thomas Vanna getting his, finally getting his 10th goal of the season. Jason Zucker, another guy who's been playing really well. Another explosive play. Making it se- <laughs> making his 17th goal of the year. He's going to get his 18th against Chicago. Again, I mean, just an outstanding game for the Wild. Lots of, lots of uh, energy in general in terms of finishing their shots. Nice plays, nice feeds. Jared Spurgeon with his seventh goal of the year overall. Uh, nice to see Granlin back, by the way. <laughs> that's another that's another thing of note. Granlin's finally back out there playing again and playing very, very physical. That was really, really nice to see. Uh, man, oh man. And, of course, the uh, the NBC people, they don't make him sound very good. <laughs> they, they call him Michael Granlin, but it's Mikhail Granlin. 
Gotta like that part, Mikhail Granlin. Um, he had two assists in this game. Overall, just a very positive night. Very scary, though, at one point when Sedin and, and Kennan scored with less than a minute apart from each other. Kind of got us a bit freaking out there. And then Vancouver's putting the pressure on. On was putting the pressure on with the empty net. The extra attacker two whole minutes before the end of regulation. 3-2 to two game. Jason Zucker ultimately gets control of the puck. Or actually, Ryan Suter gets control of the puck and then feeds it up to Jason Zucker, who streaked to the net and put it away. 17th goal of the year and the Wild escape Vancouver. Third victory in a row and fourth game in a fourth game where the Wild at least registered a point via that uh, shootout loss to the Detroit Red Wings. Yes, sir. Uh, fantastic. The Wild nearing, uh, edging closer and closer to a possible uh, playoff position. Just a wonderful feeling for all of us. And Devin Dubnik made king nice saves along the way. One of those shots, though, and it's his shot in general, he was just putting the puck on that, and it went in. Uh, that was pretty frustrating. I didn't like that one from Dubnik, but ultimately he was able to escape uh, what could have been a very big disappointment for all of us here in Minnesota. Dubnik did keep his composure, did ultimately stick with it, and got the job done. And he never allowed, and he hasn't allowed a goal since. As we wrap this segment up with the Chicago Blackhawks game in Axel Energy Center, and it was one of the worst, uh, <laughs> one of the worst announced games for the Minnesota Wild, probably of in a long time. It was on NBC Sports, but it wasn't even supposed to be on there necessarily. It just ended up being there, and we got the Chicago Blackhawks feed. And like I said, they're calling him Michael Grandland and Zach Parise. I mean, I'm getting tired of hearing Zach Parise, but uh, yeah, the, the Minnesota Wild just. Uh, well, they came out with the same exact intensity they did the game after Mike Yo's outburst about a month ago against the Chicago Blackhawks in XL Energy Center. The Wild came out with the vengeance, came out like a tornado, as they said, as Patrick Kane said. Yet the Blackhawks still won four to three because their goaltending or four to five to three, pardon me, because the Wild's goaltending situation sucked and the defense wasn't playing well either. Suter continued to just get absolutely obliterated at the time. We didn't have a goalie. The team wasn't confident. We still played with a ton of passion in that one. We kept it interesting, but the Blackhawks just pulled away, and five goals isn't going to make anyone blush. It ain't making Ken Dryden blush, that's for sure. But Devin Dubnik, (laughs) in this game, well, he stopped everything he had to face. The Minnesota Wild defense was unbelievably smothering in this game, and they put up over 40 shots in this game on Corey Crawford. Unfrickin' Believable. Just wow. Like what what a game for the Wild. Got to be their best game of the year. 43 shots overall. 43. The Wild scored three goals and Crawford's save percentage is still 93%. That's how many shots the Wild put on that. Because <laughs> Crawford wasn't that bad. He really wasn't. The Wild's defense was unbelievable. Patrick Kane. Remember how people always say that Patrick Kane, you, you, you can never get to him because he's so elusive. And my God, he's the best stick handler. I've, oh my God, he's just unbelievable stick handler. <laughs> I mean, just the more and more you watch him and the smooth passing and the smooth puck possession that the Blackhawks have. The Wild a bit clumsier with the puck than the Blackhawks. No surprise there. Yet they still outwork the living bleep out of the Blackhawks throughout the entire night. But no, like as I was saying, how they they say, always say you, can, you can't hit Patrick Kane. Well, the Wild were hitting Patrick Kane on this one. They were getting to him. And that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. And the Blackhawks are actually shut out for the second consecutive game, if you can believe that, folks. Oh, my God! 
pretty weird. Uh, the Blackhawks shut out two games in a row. That's uh, kind of weird. I didn't think that was humanly possible. Just seeing a 3-0 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks, to me, just has had me scratching my head. But to think they even got shut out the game before. So, yeah, they're struggling. But a, win's a win, the Wild absolutely earned it. And this was one of the best teams in the league. Because how many times does it turn out where, say, the Blackhawks or, or the Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues, National Predators now. God, I hate, I hate even thinking that they're good. But, uh, yeah, the National Predators had a crappy game the night or two before. And they come into Axial Energy Center and kick our ass like 5-3 to three or 5-2. to two. A lot of people wouldn't have been all too surprised because the Blackhawks are, well, they're one of the dynasties in hockey right now, them with the LA Kings, who are also struggling all of a sudden. Uh, but the Wild just shut them down and made them look like garbage. And the NBC announcers were more like talking about how bad the Blackhawks were versus how dominant the Wild were. I think they should have said both, and that kind of annoyed me just to a teeny tiny bit that the Wild did not get more respect from the national broadcasters. Come on, Mike Milbury, let's go. Come on, Milbury. (laughs) Please? Yeah, no Jeremy Roenick on there, unfortunately. Would have liked to hear that. He was calling for uh, Mr. Yo's head, and I didn't blame him at the time. Uh, Milbury was doing the same. But, uh, yeah, Uh, there it is. Just another outstanding performance for the Wild. This was as good as it gets. Dobnik only 24 saves, but there were some good ones along the way. There, there weren't great ones, but he stopped when he needed to. Miko Koivu had, had a really nice shot in the game to get things going early on. Zucker just blowing by everybody again. Scandella with a nice pass to him. Well, actually, ultimately to Koivu and then to Zucker. And then Granlin. Centering pass from Barizzi finished that one and kind of a slap shot, one-timer type of goal. Wow, really cool. Only a stiff goal of the year, but Granlin, Mikhail Granlin, hope I haven't been saying Michael because that would be ridiculous. It is Mikhail Granlin. Uh, has been playing significantly better. That's three points in two games, as a matter of fact, for Mikhail Granlin. That is a damn good sign. And plus the fact that he's been mixing it up with, well, you know, <laughs> he's been mixing it up with the other team <laughs> over the course of time, mixing it up with the defenders and such. Crashing the net, getting physical. Hey, we didn't see that early this season from Kyle Grandland when he was playing a lot like a... He was having a huge, uh, huge bust of a season. So very, very encouraging. Everybody's playing better, and boy, does it heal things when you get a goalie who's more than competent behind, uh, between the pipes versus what we'd had for the longest time. Uh, Darcy Kemper, by the way, did fill in for Dubnik. So, to be fair, Darcy Kemper did fill in for Dubnik in that Detroit game when he was pulled, and he was respectable, but he was beat on two shots in the shootout. That was the disappointing part. But, hey, the Wild at least escaped with a point in a game they were trailing 4-1 to one in, and that being Detroit, Michigan. That's pretty impressive, to be quite honest. Glad we were able to escape with that. Still wish we could have won, though. Kemper has been down in the uh, the Iowa Wild of late, and he had a horrible game not too long ago. Boy, oh boy. Not sure what to make of Darcy Kemper right there. So let's get to the awards for the six games, well, six whole games that were in this episode. Glad I was able to get them all in together and at least give you enough detail to <laughs> paint the picture of how the past couple of weeks were for the Minnesota Wild. Low, uh, excuse me, the Mike Madonna Award winner for... This episode is Devin Dubnik. Honorable mention, strong honorable mention to Zach Parisi. Zach Parise. <laughs> Zach Parisi, who was absolutely outstanding, continuing to score. He did not score a goal or get an assist in, 
in XL Energy Center on Tuesday versus Chicago. So that was his first non-point game in quite a while. The, i got to stop making that noise. The uh, James Shepard Memorial, the disappointment of the week. Hmm. It's kind of tough. I mean, the Wild have been playing so well. I suppose Eric Halla, I guess. I mean, he hasn't really been scoring of late. The rest of the team has been doing pretty well. And I can't really pick on the lower-end guys like Prosser necessarily, and even though he's got his flaws, but he had some nice games as well. Koivu actually was pretty good this time around. I can't really pick on him too much. Shoot, I guess ultimately, if I have to give a James Shepard memorial, because sometimes you can give it to executives and coaches, just I try not to very much because that's kind of cheap. But sometimes, sometimes you got to do it, and I'm going to give it to Chuck Fletcher for not getting Devin Dubnik sooner. <laughs> because the Minnesota Wild would probably be fighting for home ice advantage, uh, at, at least in the first round. They'd be in one of the top three seeds in the Western Conference, I, I honestly believe, if they had Devin Dubnik between the pipes. Because the Wild were playing fairly well, and especially when Darcy Kemper was playing good, the Wild were winning games at a, at a, at a very heavy rate. We were a top three seed in the Western Conference, and we looked like one of the best teams in all of hockey. But then when the goalie started taking a dump, everything else did too. I mean, the Wild had one of the best records in hockey, even with the worst power play in hockey. So it's like, imagine. Imagine when the power play starts clicking and the goaltending is good. It was like that situation, the Wild would have been, again, fighting for home ice advantage at least in the first round, if not throughout the Western Conference. And ultimately, hindsight is twenty twenty, and all that. And I understand there's unbelievable competition at the top, but we could have probably been the third third or fourth seed, I think. I think it's possible. You got Nashville, St. Louis, Anaheim. Okay, they're probably untouchable right now. Forest could have been the Wild, though. So that's still home ice advantage in the first round. That's nice, even though maybe the Wild do play better on the road, and they're still 4-0 and in seventh games. Just imagine if we had a chance to go to our fifth, seventh game in our history, and it would have been on the road in Chicago last year. Oh, it still sticks in my mind. It still does. Do you blame me? So there it is. Mike Madonna Award, Devin Dubnik, honorable mention to Zach Parisi, and James Shepard Memorial going to Chuck Fletcher for not doing something about the goaltending situation earlier because it just about got this season killed. But now, I'll say this. Before I wrap up this segment, I have to mention one other quick thing. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> despite all the disasters going on with the Wild. They're significantly closer now to making the playoffs, if you can believe it. They're only five points behind the Vancouver Canucks, and that's unfortunately because the Canucks won very, very recently. Because as of last night, or at least particularly when the Wild beat the Chicago Blackhawks, they were only three games out. But unfortunately, the Canucks won. So now they have 59 points, the Wild have 54, and the Winnipeg Jets with 50 or 61, pardon me. But the Wild are in the hunt, very much so. Colorado Avalanche are the only non-wildcard team that's ahead of the Wild. The only team that's ahead of the Wild right now because the Los Angeles Kings have 54 along with the Dallas Stars. Lots of ties there, unfortunately. Four teams all log-jammed within a point of the Colorado Avalanche. That's pretty crazy right there. And then the Canucks and the Jets, as I mentioned, right now holding those wildcard positions. Calgary Flames all the way up to number two. They're ahead of the San Jose Sharks with 61 points. Again, things could change very, very quickly for any of those teams should they bump into a uh, poor stretch because they're all like right on top of each other. So, yeah, the Wild do have life. They're not in the playoffs yet, but hopefully they can continue a nice run. 
because near the end of the season, like Michael Russo mentioned on KFAN, because he was replacing Paul Allen, the Wild better already have a pretty good position <laughs> in holding a, a playoff spot going into the last couple of weeks because their schedule is going to get stupid hard at the very end of the season, which could end up costing them could could end up costing them making the playoffs if they're not already in. So there you go. We'll see what happens there. So the Wild do have life. Ultimately, just got to keep at it. Just got to keep at it. We'll talk about that, though, in the next segment because it will be the preview segment right after this. Ah, winter and snow are back again. Nothing tastes better this time of year than Vanilla Bean Buffalo Sweat by Tall Grass Beer from Manhattan, Kansas. This Vanilla Bean edition of Buffalo Sweat literally warms your innards in this outstanding stout with that warming vanilla kick. Don't forget to try 8-Bit Pale Ale, the official beer of this podcast. When you see Pac-Man licking his chops, you found an amazing can and an even better beer. Check out the many other wonderful beers Tallgrass offers on their website at www.tallgrassbeer.com. Use their beer locator to see what's available in your area. You can follow Tallgrass on Twitter at TallgrassMN and like them on Facebook. Simply search for Tallgrass Minnesota. Tallgrass Beer bringing people together over a beer since 2007. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and Blackberry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two, preview segment. Ready to talk some, uh, well, upcoming schedule here. It's kind of, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out. Minnesota Wild head to Colorado. I'm going to preview five games. So I know that sounds excessive, but yeah, the schedule gets busy. And being it is a Thursday night right now, uh, and the possibility I may or may not record until Saturday night, possibly uh, next week. That would lead all the way up to the Calgary game, or excuse me, Carolina game. So just in case it turns out that way, I will uh, preview all five games. And uh, Otherwise, I mean, I may sneak it in Friday night. I may sneak it in Wednesday night when the Wild aren't playing. We'll see. We'll see how things go, but I'll preview them anyway, just because. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, a team, again, the Wild are competing with for, uh, well... Moving up in the Western Conference to getting into the postseason. Remember, the Avalanche are only one, are actually one point ahead of the Wild. Can you believe that? With how bad the Avalanche were playing for the longest time, now they're ahead of us. That figures. Patrick Waugh's got his team playing a little better right now. Alex Tangay's leading the way. Jerome Aginla with 33 points. Matt Duchesne has been all right with 31. Tangay is 34, by the way. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, a guy a lot of people talk about like he's the next Gretzky. 29 points in 51 games. Still not really blowing up like they would hope. <laughs> they're, in, they're in Colorado. I keep calling him Calgary, and that's driving me crazy. Oh, Varlamov. Varlamov is back in the net again. Yep, at least most likely he will be. Kevin Picard. Kevin Picard, not spelled quite the same as Jean-Luc Picard. They had a K in there. Uh, most likely we'll see Varlamov, even though Picard's playing slightly better than him at this point. It's kind of Varlamov's job to lose. I don't, uh, I don't like the Wild playing against Jerome Aginla all too much, but we've had a wonderful amount of success against this team for a, a while now, and the Wild played great against them early in the season. Can they 
bring it back. <laughs> That's the hope. Because, yeah, I mean, it's been definitely been a struggle, or should I say in a lot of ways, a change in identity for both teams. Not a struggle, a change in identity for both teams <laughs> the past, like, several months here. Unfortunately, the Avalanche have been playing better. The Wild had been struggling. But the good news, again, is that the Wild are playing significantly better. The Wild continue to continue where they left off against the uh, the Blackhawks and the Vancouver Canucks. The Wild should win this game. And I am going to pick the Wild to win this one. Because uh, luckily, it is at home. We're not going to Colorado. It is a home game. I like the Wild's chances against the Avalanche um, in this one. And that would put the Wild as the top uh, team that's out of the Wild card. So then there's only one more step to do, and that's to get into the wild card. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> get the wild a lot closer, and this is a week that has definitely, definitely <laughs> got wild card written all over it, at least the first three games. Then we uh, play two Eastern Conference teams, both in the XL Energy Center, Florida and Carolina, which will be Thursday and Saturday next week. Colorado Avalanche, though, again, Nothing dominant, and the Wild have matched up well against them for a, a while now, ultimately. They always they always seem to pick it up against this team, and the Wild play well against them in XL Energy Center. That's another, that's another good thing. In fact, they were, gosh, they were, Wild were 3-0 and against the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs last year. So, in XL Energy Center. And then we finally won one on the road, and that ultimately got us to the second round. I think the Wild continue their success rate against the Avalanche in XL Energy Center. This could end up being an extremely positive week for the Minnesota Wild in moving forward into the, you know, into the Wild Guard spot. Wouldn't that be fantastic? We host the Vancouver Canucks February the 9th. That is Monday, of course. Monday, February the 9th. Hey, I mean, we beat them on the road. Why shouldn't we beat them at home? I hope we can win this one. I sure do. And it's like... <laughs> It's like you look at the schedule. I just, I really want to pick the Wild to go undefeated the next couple, the next several games here. But it's like they probably are going to lose one here, unfortunately, or have a shootout loss or whatever it is, something like that. Um, the Vancouver game, I'm not sure what to make of it, to be quite honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Ultimately, the Wild did win the only other game so far this year. There will be, a, it will be a three-game series. There'll be two games in Vancouver. And one in Minnesota, boy, the Wild play Vancouver again just next week, literally Monday, the 16th. I think the Wild are going to lose one of these two games, unfortunately. Somehow, man, it's like I want to be so optimistic. And I, I mean, and, and yet at the same time, I don't want to be negative either. It's just like backing all over the place. <laughs> it's like, or I mean, at the same time, I know I can't be overly positive because it's kind of silly. You can't just suddenly get on a bandwagon. They're going to be five and zero this week. I don't know what to make of this one, man. Oh man. Oh boy. I I think the Wild win this one if you can believe it. Yeah, it's going to be a good week for the Wild. I think they continue their winning ways. Oh, I'm having a tough time with this one. You know, to be fair, and also the possibility with the way Vancouver did come on the attack with the Wild, maybe they lose this one, unfortunately. Uh, the Wild lose this one. We're, we're going to say it's not going to be a high-scoring one. It'll be 3-2. to two. Possibly uh, the Wild escape with a point in this one. We'll say maybe an overtime loss to Vancouver. Overtime loss. Not a shootout loss, an overtime loss. And I'd like to see Devin Dubnik in a shootout to see how he represents. We haven't seen him do it here in Minnesota yet. So we'll see what happens. 
I'll go with an overtime loss to Vancouver, 3-2. to So, um, unfortunately, it's just going to be what it is. The Wild just maybe just the uh, scoring does not uh, continue from where it should be. That's a vibe I'm getting right now, I guess, because I just I can't go undefeated here. Otherwise, it's like I can flip-flop and have the Wild beat Vancouver and lose to Winnipeg, possibly. But, I mean, the Wild have always played Winnipeg well. Unfortunately, though, this one is in Winnipeg, and that's where the challenge really comes in here. A lot of people like the Wild's chances, though. Um, <laughs> we've played at home twice this year. We've won one in overtime and lost one in overtime. 4-3, to 4-3, to three, and then we won at home on December the 29th. That was huge for the Wild to keep their, their hopes alive. And then, of course, we know what they followed up with after that, a crappy home loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets on New Year's Eve. But they won in Winnipeg. So if I'm going to pick the Wild to lose against Vancouver, I will pick the Wild to win in Winnipeg. And I think it's going to be 3-2 to two again. <laughs> it's going to be a 3-2 to two type game, maybe even 4-2 to two in favor of the Wild. Uh, Devin Dubnik, I'm going to go 3-1 to because Devin Dubnik is going to shut down these Winnipeg Jets who don't score that much. I mean, they, they just don't. They're, they're all right. You know, I mean, they're a talented team, but they're not a great team. They're physical. That's basically what they are. Blake Wheeler's a, an annoying guy to play against. Befrugan has, has been very physical and a very big pain in the butt. Probably my least liked member of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Hutchinson has been a pretty good goalie, and so has Pavlicic. I mean, he's been fantastic, but he's injured, so that's not going to happen for the... Uh, Winnipeg Jets in this one. I've got the Wild winning 3-1, to one, like I said. Wild will win 3-1 to one over the Vancouver Canucks in a physical playoff type of game. Yet again, maybe an empty netter to make it 3-1. to one, Something like that. It's going to be a lower scoring one, kind of like the Edmonton game. And an empty netter will make it 3-1 to one in favor of the Minnesota Wild over the Winnipeg Jets. They'll continue a very positive streak against them. Florida Panthers come to XL Energy Center Thursday, February the 12th. And oh boy, the Florida Panthers are playing a hell of a lot better than they were <laughs> earlier in the season when the Wild went into Florida and won 4-1. to one. I mean, that was a nice, positive little win for the Wild. They kind of walked all over that team. Florida was definitely an inferior member in the Eastern Conference. Now they're 22-17 and 17 and 10. They have 10 overtime losses. That's kind of a lot <laughs> when you think about it. But ultimately, they're, uh, they've just been playing significantly better. Uh, Roberto Luongo's been playing well. Montoya's even a nice goalie of late. Uh, Ekblad has been playing pretty well. Obviously, he went to the All-Star game. He's one of the uh, defensemen there. Obviously, he's one of well, he's their top defenseman overall. Brian Campbell's been, been good. A lot of players there, including even Willie Mitchell's been playing at least decent for quite a while now. I mean, they're they're just a better team than they were. And this is going to be, this is not going to be the easiest game ever, though the Wild at least host this one. That's the positive side of things. It's kind of like, where do you go with this one? Uh, I'd like to know. <laughs> Somebody fill me in on that, right? <laughs> it's a pick em. Yeah, it's a pick em. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great radio, wouldn't it? They're still fifth in the Atlantic, which is crazy. So It just shows how tough it is to make the playoffs in the National Hockey League. Oh, my. Uh, their leading scorer is Nick Bukestad, which is a, obviously he's the Minnesota Gophers former player. He's leading the way there. Um, they're not a high-scoring team, which could be bad news if Devin Dubnik's playing up to his potential, which spells a victory for the Minnesota Wild, ultimately. A 3-1 to win for the Wild. 3-1. to The Wild will score against uh, their 
goalies who are nothing special. They're good. Obviously, yeah. I mean, Luongo is a big name. He's not having a great season. He's playing better than he was at the time, though. But I think the Wild score three, and the Florida Panthers either score one or even zero. I might even pick a shutout. <laughs> Another shutout for Devin Dumnik, but I'm going to be fair. Uh, gosh, right now, even the LA Kings and Florida Panthers are skating to a 1-1 tie in the third period at this point in time. So, yeah, uh, I might even have to go with a 2-1 win in this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to go 2-1. Two 2-1 to one. Two to one for the Wild in this one. Um, and Devin Dubnik might even get a shout-out. I'm going to go 2 to nothing Minnesota. Devin Dubnik will get his fourth shout-out already with the Minnesota Wild. 2 to nothing victory over the Florida Panthers. Sorry for bouncing around there. Just kind of trying to get the vibe of what, what I feel in this one. The Wild will beat Florida despite the fact they have been playing better. It's a good matchup for the Wild. That's the good news. And, of course, Devin Dubnik playing the way he has been. Carolina Panthers. Remember them. Carolina Panthers. I'm just kidding. That <laughs> came out really funny. Carolina Hurricanes because of the team I just talked about. Remember the Carolina Hurricanes when they actually were like a good team? And remember a guy named Hudobin who used to be with the Minnesota Wild years ago? Oh, and Cam Ward is another guy the Wild were hopefully trying to get. But Carolina probably wanted too much. They're only 17-26. and 26, Totally, completely out of playoff contention. They have the Stahl brothers and they have Falk who's one of the better defenders, one of the better defensemen in the NHL, but, yeah, you know, uh, Carolina's just not playing well. Uh, Cam Ward, despite being on an awful team, who's 8th place, if there's such a thing, 8th place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, man. <laughs> it's just, just, I mean, he, he still has a 2.42 goals against average, save percentage 91.3. That's pretty damn good, to be quite honest with you. I mean, that's really good for being on a crappy team. And yeah, Anton Gudobin, remember that name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric Stahl is leading the way. Justin Falk, second on the team in scoring. Not many scorers on this team. Uh, it's going to be another one of those games. I see the Wild winning this one 4-1. to one. The Wild will win 4-1 to one against the, the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they're going to struggle. They're going to have a rough game. They give up points. Uh, Anaheim just recently won 5-4 to four against them. Somehow they scored 4 points against Anaheim. Jeez, that's kind of weird. Carolina and Arizona are playing right now. That's another 1-1 game. Man, remember how good this team used to be back about, oh gosh, about nine years ago already when they still had Rod Brindamore and such and they beat the Wild. I, I still remember them beating the Wild 7-2 to in the XL Energy Center. Just kicked our ass. And they went on later that year and won the Stanley Cup. I mean, they looked like a team that was competing for the Stanley Cup. And they, I remember they were winning the division and I was just like, damn, that team is good. It's like a hundred years ago, isn't it? I mean, because this team hasn't really been in playoff contention in ages. And they're not going to be for a long time. They better hope to get some nice uh, prospects. Wild win 4-1 to one against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I keep saying that. Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, their Carolina Panthers are more interesting than the Hurricanes right now, aren't they? <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a really positive week for the Wild. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. I've got a good vibe right now. And if Devin Dubnik continues to play the way he has been playing, there's no reason to believe the Wilds shouldn't be competitive and competing for that playoff spot the rest of the season. There's no reason why the Wilds shouldn't be. I mean, they've played themselves back into contention. Now let's keep it up and eventually, hopefully, finish the job. Wouldn't that be outstanding? Mm -mm -mm. So there it is. There you have it, folks. Nine out of ten points for the Wild, if you can believe that. Because I do think we escape with a point against Vancouver. 
believe it or not. I'll probably be wrong and we'll get a full full loss and we'll get eight points this week. But even if we do, it's a great week. Great week for the Wild. Great week and a half. Great week and a half. It's five games. So there it is. All right, everybody, let's take us a quick break and we'll check in with the Iowa Wild and see what's going on with the fan interaction, if there was any at this point in time. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number three. Check in very briefly, very briefly with the Iowa Wild and then Fan Interaction, which will feature Twitter tonight, not so much on Facebook. There were some posts a, a while back, and I've been inactive on that page, and I do apologize. That's on me. I'll be more active on there, and hopefully we'll get some more uh, Fan Interaction on the Facebook page. Twitter, though, I've been fairly active on there, and I've gotten some responses. I do appreciate those of you that have been responding and have checked out the show. So those of you that might be new to the show the past one or two episodes. Thank you very much. Iowa Wild. Well, Tyler Grayovac is leading the way. <laughs> 34 points, or three, yeah, in 44 games. 16 goals, 18 assists. Looks like a nice seventh round pick for Chuck Fletcher. Outside of that, there isn't much positive news to talk about. Uh, Jordan Schrader and Matt Dumba, two guys that were playing very well down there. Matt Dumba, obviously, has spent most of the season with the Wild, but his time in, uh, with the Minnesota Wild, but his time in Iowa, insanely productive as it was. He's got almost a point a game down there. A little bit less than that, but uh, otherwise, I mean, nobody that's considered a higher-end prospect with the Wild is playing well down there. Zach Phillips sucks. 42 points, or 32 games, only 13 points still. Still at 13 points. It's been like two weeks since I've even been keeping up with the Iowa Wild back at it right now. Uh, it's been two weeks, basically, is what I'm trying to say, and he just sucks. I mean, he's got the same production as Stefan Veyu at the AHL level. What a bust. God, what a bust. Third string at best, third, third liner at best at the AHL level, and he was a first-round pick, 28th overall, back with that uh, Brent Burns trade. Yuck. Jonathan Blunt has been productive down there. Very productive. In fact, he's a leading leading scoring defenseman down there because only because Matthew Dumba didn't get to catch up to him <laughs> in games played, per se. Uh, Jordan Schrader is up with the Wild as well because of an injury to Matt Cook, who is now most likely out for the season with a knee injury because he had that whole knee-on-knee situation. He was infamous for that over the years with Vancouver, with Pittsburgh injuring guys, and with the Wild last year. Uh, in the postseason against Colorado, and now he, uh, call it karma or whatever, but now he's hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's just, (laughs) you just kind of knew that was going to catch up to him one way or another. 
and now he's he's hurt, and that's too bad. He's probably out for the season. They called it a lower body injury, but it's his knee, and um, there it is, the old knee-on-knee deal for Matt Cook. Jordan Schrader on the wild roster. Happy for him, and he played well against Chicago, so that's good. That's good news without a doubt. Now let's get to that fan interaction. Oh, actually, no, let's check... <laughs> Let's talk about Darcy Kember down at the AHL level here really quick first. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> uh, it's like, do you even want to know? Eh, okay, I'll tell you. Okay, it's actually not that bad. I'm just teasing. Um, he just had one really bad game, but ever since then, he's been playing a little better. He's 1-2. Uh, and two. He does have a shutout, a goals against average of 2.64. Keep him down there. Let him uh, build up some of that confidence. I mean, he's going to have to. <laughs> he's going to have to. Josh Harding, again, like I said, only played two games, and then the MS flared up, and that was all she wrote. Jo- uh, Johan Gustafsson has been very, very disappointing. 26 games, goals against average 3.39 at the AHL level. Whatever. <laughs> Bye-bye, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> so no wonder the Wild never called him up at any point, and John Curry was the guy that got the call. I mean, he's averaging a, he's averaging about one less goal against a game, and his record is a lot closer to 500 than Johan Gustafsson's is. That guy's a bust, man. Uh, Darcy Kemper has been... Yeah, he's been significantly better recently. He's only played in three games, but he's got a shutout already. So that's good. After one really bad start, he's doing a little bit better. So we'll see. We'll just leave that alone. Let's get to Twitter and wrap this show up. Apologize, this show not quite as detailed as some of the others. Because I'm just catching up. I mean, when you got six games... Six games to review and, and five games to preview. It's kind of tough. And that's on me again for not getting the show out. Um, just a lot of things. The schedule change kind of threw me off. And then I fell and got hurt and almost broke my ribs and my wrist. I mean, so it's just like, just a lot of things threw me off the past, the past like 10 days or so. And I, again, I apologize deeply. God, just, I think it's a better product when I keep up with things. Obviously, I was keeping up with the team, but keep up with the show. Then I don't have to kind of keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving without a little extra detail. Um, but just in general, you get the gist. I mean, Al Granlin's been playing significantly better since coming back. I mean, without a doubt. And even Suter's been playing better. And Devin Dubnik, what more is there to say? And again, Zach Parisi has been on fire. As has as has Jason Zucker, the other left winger for the Wild. So let's get to the Twitter account a little bit. Kemper Cougars was saying, I keep saying that Quavo needs to be benched a few games to get the message. That, that his play sucks this season, and I I agree. Uh, she continues saying, I thought our young players played better last season when some of those vets were hurt, and they got us to the playoffs. Just saying, <coughs> excuse me, and yeah, they played way better last year. And finally, finally, Granlin is playing better lately. Yeah, I mean, Weston Jensen and I were talking a bit. I was saying something... Yeah, I mean, the Wild were just getting their butts kicked at the time. That was the uh, Detroit game. I was saying He was saying it blows, but then ultimately... Oh, no, that was the uh, Columbus game. But, yeah, it was really frustrating. We can't never even beat Todd Richards. That's a joke. Absolute joke. Uh, let's see, where are we? Matt Krebs... Krebsbach. Matt Krebsbach. Welcome aboard. He was saying $6.7 for the next three years doesn't sound too appealing to me. Would like to spend the money elsewhere. And that is about Miko Koivu. Yeah, we were talking about Miko Koivu. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd been struggling really bad at the time. 
but again, has picked up his play a bit of late. He avoided getting any type of a James Shepard memorial tonight. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, he's not happy with uh, Miko Cuevo. I told him to check out the show, and he said, will do. Hope you're listening right now, Matt, and uh, again, I apologize for not getting the show out. I, again, think the product would have been significantly better if I just continue releasing them rather than right now with what I'm doing right now. Hopefully the product is listenable enough for you to keep listening to the show. Again, I apologize deeply. I really do, and it will be better. Yeah, it will be better when I keep getting these out on a weekly basis. Weston Jensen, also saying he didn't know there was a show. Do you run it? And yes, I do, and thank you so much for checking it out, Weston Jensen. Yeah, he. I mean, we've been interacting for a little while now. He'd been favoriting some of my takes during the course of games and stuff, and Seems like a pretty cool guy and that we think alike about the the wild and such. So, again, shout out to you and hope you're enjoying the show. And same thoughts like I told uh, <laughs> like I told Matt there about uh, the product tonight. Hopefully, it's been up to your standards. And I again apologize for yeah taking so long to release the shows and I think lowering the quality of the show. My humble opinion, but got to get it out at some point. <laughs> got to get it out at some point, and here it is tonight. Again, thank all of you so much for listening. Thank you for your loyalty to the show. I'm very optimistic about the way the Wild are playing of late. Will that wear off as quickly as it started? Possibly. But Devin Dubnik's been playing great, and he's exactly what the doctor ordered. The Wild needed a goalie coming into the season. They did not get a goalie. It took until freaking mid-January to get a goalie, and we have a goalie. So thank you. We have a goalie. We have a freaking goalie. It's about freaking time. Third-round pick or not. I don't think that's too expensive if he can live up live up to what he's playing right now or at least be somebody at <laughs> at or very very mildly above two two goals a game he could be a fantastic goalie for the Wild for a long time. Nicholas Backstrom was signed by the Wild as an undrafted free agent at the age of 28. He was brought in as a guy who would either be the starter in the minor leagues or a backup in the NHL and he ended up knocking Manny out of a job within a couple months and he was with the Wild forever. And now he sucks. <laughs> because he's too broken down. And he's 36. About to be 37 in March. Um, Yeah, he's broken down because of multiple injuries, even more than his age. I mean, he's older, yes, but some goalies last until they're 40. Like, you know, like Dwayne Rolston. Like many, many, many others. Uh, <laughs> Like Dominic Hasek and just like a trillion others, Brodeur lasted forever until this year when he just you could tell he's done. In Backstrom's case, he got hurt way too many times. He's just done. He, he can't keep up with it anymore. He can't. And he made a horrible play too at one point as well. That didn't help his standard or help help his standing in this league. It's definitely going to be his final season. Expect a buyout to happen. Rock and roll. Congratulations to the Minnesota Wild and Chuck Fletcher in acquiring a goalie that apparently is competent. And hopefully he can continue to be that and not spend a trillion dollars on him, though, in the offseason. Hopefully we can sign him to an intelligent contract, not seven mil a year or even five. Hopefully we can get something at three-ish or two and a half. That would be freaking awesome. Something like a three-year deal, and if he continues to play great, then he can get his big contract. You know, you can't reward a guy with a massive contract because of a half season. So there you go, or even less than a half season. Just saying. Just saying. Thank you all for listening so much. Do give Brave the Wild a rating on iTunes. If you like the show, give Brave the Wild a rating on iTunes. If you don't like the show, move on. Okay? <laughs> you don't need to troll this show. You know, <laughs> let the show grow and develop. You don't need to troll the show. Uh, again, you're free to do that, but it's kind of lame and pointless, quite frankly. Like, what's the point? 
What are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> Ultimately. And if you do like the show, thank you so very much again. Do give it a rating. Positive, if you could. Four or five stars. And say what you like about the show. Maybe say what you like improved. Because I'm always listening to anybody telling me what I could improve rather than just saying uh, something stupid. We'll be back next week. And yes, it will be next week. Until then, though, everybody, do take care. <laughs>